Hello, heroes, and welcome to the 87th episode of Campaign. I'm Kat Cool, your host and game master. Before we get started, the OneShot Network has had some pretty amazing fan spaces spool up into the ether since it started. Projects like the Wiki and the Discord. A little while back, one started up that I'm particularly misty-eyed about, that I wanted to dedicate a small amount of time to here. Fan fiction is really cool. It goes into this bracket of fan works called transformational fandom that takes the media we love and changes it, often to better suit us. This podcast is a work of transformational fandom. I think it's a fascinating space, and fan fiction specifically means a lot to me. Kink memes are spaces for people to anonymously request fan fiction for particular fandoms, which will then be filled by anonymous writers. And despite the kinky name, the fiction in the space doesn't need to be and isn't all sexy. But it can be. That's part of the beauty of the anonymity. It frees people from the potential embarrassment of requesting and writing under their own names. They're really neat tools for bringing more fanfiction into the world. And as of a little while ago, the One Shot Podcast Network has one. And campaign section is by far the most filled out. It's hosted on Dreamwith and has a super well-written and easy-to-navigate FAQ that'll take you through the entirety of how to navigate the space. If you're at all curious about campaign fic, I definitely check it out. I'm beyond honored that something like this exists, and just really want anyone that could enjoy it to give it a try. I even have a fic rec for you. There's one about Bacta and Sean Jeezel body swapping across time and space prior to Order 66 happening that is just beautiful. Go find it. You'll love it. I'll put the link to the meme in the show notes, or you can go to ospnkinkmeme.dreamwith.org. Next, to prepare for our network's fourth anniversary, we're hosting a Patreon drive. The One Shot Podcast Network is funded almost entirely by listeners who support us on Patreon. That pays for equipment and games, takes us to conventions, and helps support the people who bring you these shows. We're hoping to bring on lots of new contributors, and to do it, we're bringing back one of the most popular actual plays we've ever done. In order to unlock Feng Shui 3 as the anniversary series that One Shot will feature in August, we want to increase our Patreon to $7,500 a month. If you listen and you like what we do, consider supporting us at the $5 a month level. That gets you access to the Secret Archive, where you'll be able to listen to the first part of Feng Shui 3 right now. Just head over to patreon.com slash oneshotpodcasts for more information. And now, James and I would like to thank our outstanding Patreon backers. All right, heroes, we are back with thank yous hey, for, heroes. for our patrons. Oh, hello. I want to start off by pointing out that we thought we had an infallible system. <laughs> you thought that. I feel like we both kind of thought it. I believed you. Um, so I'm going to put that. I, I trusted you. The way we have been, like, once we started our <laughs> second full round of thank yous, what we started doing was thanking people based on the order that they backed us. And we've just been moving through that list and not moving backwards. But when we were catching up today, I kind of felt like I saw some names that we hadn't read before. Okay. And I just wanted us to, like, read them just to be safe. Okay. So that's where we are. And the first name on that list is John Rogers. John Rogers. John, who was actually on an episode of One Shot. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, and created Jackie Chan Adventures, the, the cartoon. And Leverage. And, and Well, and The Librarians, which is a show that I very much enjoy. Uh, gosh. Uh, and, and, uh, we got, think got, quite highly of, of you, John Rogers, as a writer. We, we absolutely do. And I really, like, not as a writer, just not just as a writer, as but as a, a showrunner. A showrunner in person. Yeah. Uh, just a wonderful dude. And I really have to throw in a plug for this because I do think this project is not going to get enough attention. He is adapting the King Killer Chronicles oh, cool. into a television project. And he's working with a little known writer named Lin-Manuel Miranda. 
And so I just don't think it's going to get it's enough press. It's not going to. It's not going to get enough press. <laughs> yeah, the one-shot podcast and uh, campaign are going to help help I mean, blow that one up. I feel like <laughs> I feel like if it's successful, it's because of us. Great. Um, so uh, thank you, John. Thank Sincerely. you, John. Really, yeah. Uh, we cannot believe you listened to us. That moves us on to Wesley Farber. Wesley, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. And then Angus Mall. Angus Mall. Golly. Logan Rudy, thank you so much. Yargith, thank you so much. Salvatore Zarjak, thank you. And now, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Skulkery! The crew of the Minoc have begun their infiltration of the Imperial base. Much is unknown about this mining-turned-research operation, although our crew has gone on many similar missions before. What they don't know is that stormtroopers are the least of their concern. What do you guys get? <laughs> One success and two advantages. A success and two advantages. Same thing for both of you. Yes. Okay. No, cool. I said it differently. <laughs> Great. So you are going to go first. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, Tristan Lynn. Hey. We're still moving towards them. We are continuing to move towards them. We are on a sled. Yeah. So we are, we are at the top of the hill with the sled. Yeah. And that came through on the comms. Do we want to do a pilot planetary piloting? Yes, please. What's the uh, difficulty on this? It's difficult terrain, so you get a black die to the check. Otherwise, it is average. That is a success and an advantage. Great. So Trist spots that thing, says, tells Lynn that he finds a door. They hear them like get in trouble on the comms. They sound like they're in big trouble. Do you trust me? We don't have time to find out. Uh, and Trist grabs <laughs> Lynn by the uh, like the waist and pushes her so that they like land on the thing laying down, basically, mm-hmm. so that they're like sliding down face first toboggan style on this like old piece of scrap door. Ah! Not screaming, not even scared. <laughs> they uh, they go by just really terrifying rock outcrops. One's like a wedge that could have easily cleaved through their skulls. And Trist is steering this thing to the best of yeah. his ability. There's no, there is a handle for the door that was face up. So Trist <laughs> like is using knob. that and like jerking his body to like position them so they're not getting like annihilated by rocks. Yeah, and on their way down, they go by Biggs rocks. Because there was a wedge. I see what you're doing. I mean, please, please cut that. It I mean, wasn't... yeah, cut that out, but we all saw it. <laughs> saw you at your shame. <laughs> please bring the volume up on that. This was a crossover with Never Tell Me the Pods, and <clears throat> nobody was happy about it. Yeah, back over to you guys. Cool. Bacta takes a true aim maneuver and shoots at one of them. <laughs> well, that sounds super fun. Do you want to establish anything about the fight with any of your advantages? Oh, dominance, please. So a lot of these creatures are long enough that they're dangling low so that I can, I can, I am able to slice them. Okay. That's all that you're establishing. And they're friendly towards us. They are not. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. Then, yeah, I guess that's all I'm establishing. Okay. All Imperial trash compactors everywhere are sort of like sound insulated, so nobody's going to hear the fight that's going to happen in here. That's a great use of stuff, so you're not going to alert people with the animal noises. I don't know what these animals are, but can... You can roll I... a check. Okay. Xenology, average. Yeah. 
Uh, of course not. Why would I? Why did <laughs> I we even bother either, with that hollow exercise? Can I use an advantage to say that they're skittish and if we shoot one, they'll just run away? No. Okay. How many are there? Right now mm. that are threatening you guys, six. Great. Do I have any black dice or anything that I need to be aware of for this check because it's a shadowy ceiling or anything like that? You're in difficult terrain. So when you move, it's going to be double. That's a thing to be aware of because you are waist deep in refuse. All right. I refuse to move. Um, refuse. I refuse <laughs> to move. Depending on which one you're hitting, they might have cover. Wait, but you have your helmet on. Yep. So you can see through that. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Then you're good. And I'm going to roll. Four successes and five advantages. Okay. Two crits and 14 damage headed at them. Two crits and 14 damage headed at them. Okay. Wow, so 14 damage isn't enough to kill even one? Mm -mm. These things are silhouette three. They are quite large. And there's still six of them. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. Maybe the Empire could regulate that we don't want to have large beasts in all of our trash compactors. Yeah. yeah, why can't it be rats? Like, rats would make sense in trash. <laughs> no, it's these horrible man-eating things that... So, 51 is the first. Agonizing wound. 51? I have that as angry bees. Oh, no, it's fearsome wound, actually. The target increases the difficulty of all presence and willpower checks by one until the end of the encounter. And then add 10 to this next one, which is head ringer. Oh, I have that as rickety rope bridge. The target increases the difficulty of all intellect and cunning checks by one until the end of the encounter. That'll come in handy for us. <laughs> so Bacta raises his rifle up as Lenik points out this creature to him and sends off two buster shots into the darkness. They sort of go up and they light up these monsters as they connect, sort of letting Bacta and Lenik know, okay, there are six of them and they're enormous. Yes, some of them are enormous. They vary in size. That is worth knowing about them. But this thing does scream in pain because I critted on it twice and did a bunch of damage. Yep, make, make a noise. <laughs> Oh. So yeah, it sounds halfway between like a bird squawking and sexual moment every time. Good. Good job. Okay. Lenik. Uh, I would like to sword one of them. Uh-huh. And correct me if I'm wrong, but all melees <laughs> yeah. are a difficulty of two. Yeah, but you are going up against something that is much larger than you. So, so it should be even easier. You decrease the difficulty of the check by one. Oh, nice. Since you're going up against something so two just, size categories larger than just you. Just one? Yeah. Dang. I'm going to slice and dice this boy. Cool. Same one that Bacta was going up against? No, I'll do a different one. Okay. Let's divide and conquer. Okay. There's one that was down and to the right of you guys. That's the one. Uh, yeah, I think that'll work. That's a triumph and a success. Yeah, that's a good roll. So, that's eight damage. And then you are vicious, right? And so pierce. Pierce. Two. Pierce and two. vicious, two. 84. Winded. Until the end of the encounter, the target cannot voluntarily suffer strain to activate any abilities or gain additional maneuvers. What? That's the noise that that one made. Don't forget the sex part. <laughs> <laughs> the one that you hit, Bacta, comes after you. Mm -hmm. They have a black die for your armor. Mm -hmm. 
And then otherwise, this is a melee attack, so normally it's two, and then they have an additional difficulty because of their size difference. Anything else going on? I'm so handsome. That's Wait nice. for it. <laughs> that they can't bring themselves to hurt me. I don't think that's what's going on. It's not looking too good for you, but No, it's not. That is a lot. That's that's like a joke and amount this is of like This is like the animal that just happens to be... That's six? Six? Why? He's a big guy. Why are we fighting this? <laughs> Three successes, two advantages. Um, it does nine damage coming at you. All right, so I take three. And it has the two advantages, so it knocks you down into the trash. That's an advantage for Bacta, because he loves it. That trash so much. His trash is so good. Your helmet is completely sealed, yeah, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's a spacesuit. Otherwise, you would be drowning in <laughs> trash because that there is a level of. Film. I know what campaign is. You don't have to explain <laughs> that to me. I'm drowning in trash. You're drowning in trash. I get it. But it's just holding you down into the trash. Over to Tristan Lynn. Where are they in comparison to... Very close. So they slowly slide to a stop? Or do they go shooting past? So um, I'm going to flip (laughs) one of these little light side points. They can't control their speed, and they're coming at the side of this building very hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what Trist does is they like they come off the bottom of the hill and there's like a little lip that they like hit mm-hmm. which propels them into the air uh as they're like grabbing some air mm-hmm. but they're like also like that lip hit like around a corner to where they see in the distance the opening that was like the lightsaber hole that was cut in by Bacta and so Trist like maneuvers to angle it towards that hole so that as mm-hmm. they're falling they're going to like crash closer to that hole okay crashing twice in one day this is great uh lenik so the one that uh was coming up at you you sliced into it and it didn't like that so it like squelched back into its hole and spits acid at you Uh. (laughs) (laughs) sorry that's that's the noise that they make that's canaan it's very bad at this, but it's going to try. It fails with three threats. What are these threats? It hits the one that is pinning Bacta down, and it makes it unpin Bacta. Oh, you think that their acid hurts them? I mean, it's inside of them, not outside of them. That's a pretty Star Wars thing. <laughs> it's not a very good real-life thing, but it's pretty Star Wars, so I'll give that or to you. Or maybe it hits it in the eyes or something. Well, it can... No. No, this is Star Wars. It hits the side of the monster. They have no protection against their own acid. Sure. Just sprays out a little... And it hits the one that is pinning Bacta, and it releases Bacta. A little smoke comes out, like... Yeah. Ah! (laughs) Guys, why? And that's its turn. The ones that you haven't attacked aren't attacking. They are still around um and they're maneuvering and they do not look happy back up to the top i'm not pinned no you're welcome you're just in the trash okay bacta is gonna make another true aim maneuver and fire from the trash three successes so bacta does 13 damage it looks very disoriented very happy okay great Good. <laughs> uh, it's like wriggling about and trying to back off of you. Uh, oh, why? Lenik. I would like to sword the one that I sworded before. <laughs> okay, go for it. Lenik, dealing with his sordid affairs. James, please. Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
That is four successes and an advantage. That's a crit. Yep. Eight damage. And you crit. So it screams in pain. Harder! Guess <laughs> <laughs> why? Because they're sex worms, Kat. Mm-hmm. We can't identify them. So they're sex worms. I've never heard someone say harder during sex. <laughs> <laughs> the target loses their free maneuver until the end of the encounter. Okay, Tristan Lynn. What we got? So I think that um, with that last force point, we are there. Yeah. Um, we do kind they of just like, fly through? So what they do is uh, Trist pulls the door so that it's like facing sideways. Uh-huh. And then him and Lynn like cram into the middle of it. So it hits the base of the like opening and then smacks up. So the door like pushes Trist and Lynn into the room and they have to roll... A athletics check or or a coordination to see if they're uh, on their feet. Because <laughs> you don't want to roll athletics. That's what's going on there, huh? Coordination works as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, either way, this ain't going to be great. <laughs> to see if they come up swinging or not. One success and one threat. One success and one threat. Cool. So, yeah. <laughs> so basically what happens is they like they're ready for it. And the door smashes into the opening, and they kind of, like, skid, like, slide into the room, like, maintaining their balance. So they're standing in the room, but when the door... uh, They come... Well, they both slide down, like, surf down this mountain of garbage. Oh, so there's a mountain of garbage inside the room? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So they keep falling down. The room is not very well lit, then, is it? No, it's not. Okay, cool. So what happens, though, is um, uh, they're falling together. Uh, Trist, um, like, sees Lynn teetering over and grabs Lynn's hand and, like, pulls her up. So they're both, like, falling together. But now their hands are connected in a way that Bacta gets up and and they clothesline Bacta to the ground. Uh, Beautiful. Uh, I'll take a black die to my next check. Thank you. (laughs) Cool. We should enter into the initiative then, properly. Yes. One success. Two successes, two advantages. Do you want to establish anything about the environment? That door's unlocked. Door's unlocked. Next up was... Uh, I don't think I went. Or did did. You did. You did. You hit that. Trist Trist and Lynn slid into the room. Then I think it was these guys' turn to attack. Okay. Bacta got clotheslined. Then the one that was (laughs) right in front of them is going to attack one of the two of them. Light side or dark side? It doesn't matter. Trist uh, steps in front of the attack, no matter where it comes at it. Sure. The slug thing was rearing back. Which you, slug thing is this? Is this the one in front. The back to slug the ba- thing? The back to slug uh, thing. Not that I would know, but cool. Uh, so you slid into its space. It was rearing back, but then you guys are like right there. It reared back confused, looked between you and Lynn, lunged forward. You stepped forward into its space. Yeah, it's more of a like a spin and switch places thing. So like uh, grabbing Lynn's forearms and like sliding her out of the way as it hits me probably in the back. Okay. Uh, yeah. What part of you? Because it's just biting my butt. It bites your butt. My little butt. Ouch! Your, your, your butt gets bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what noise does it make when it hits my butt? Hunk. Butt stuff. Yeah, it bit my butt. It 
It bit the butt. My butt bit butt. Eight, eight damage. You just take eight damage. Eight damage. Yeah. Uh, does this armor have any uh, soak that's or anything different from my normal armor? Nope. Cool. It's just your normal armor. I think it's slug repelling armor. It isn't. Mine was. Oh, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Lenix was. Got it. <laughs> Lenix, one that had tried the acid thing, was retreating, but then Lenix continued to pursue it. Well, yeah. So it lunges forward at Lenix and tries to bite at his sword arm. And he hits with a lot of advantages. Mm. He grabs onto your arm. Nice. And then pulls you down into the trash. Similarly, was that a sex noise or was that a surprise noise? Both. Tabacta, you are you're if under. You, if you smoke, you I just would quit. Be, you would be drowning in trash. Sure. Uh, your little leggies are up and kicking. Oh, no. Back up to the top of the initiative PC slot. Exogorse. What? These are exogorths. They're so small. Now, Lynn, you're confused. Exogorths are great big worm things that live in comets and asteroids. Oh, and... you're talking about the kaiju ones. No, most of them look like this. This isn't the time for this. Someone get this thing off my butt. Uh, yeah, we should do that. But there are definitely what you can see that there are a lot more of them. We should probably just activate whatever deterrent there is in the area. There should be a deterrent in the area because they're going to have to get in here to make repairs and stuff. Uh, I guess I'll make a perception check. Can't, how hard is this perception check? Now, if you can't find a door, he's never going to be able to find this. Because <laughs> uh, I was thinking five purple dice. <laughs> it's three with would be a black die unless you can make an argument for knowing about the Empire's stuff. I know about the Empire's stuff. Good argument. <laughs> what a good argument. No, that's not a good argument. Yeah. Oh, hey, look at that. Back to failed as a perception check. What Why a surprise. Why are you the perception checks? All right, on I my don't... turn, I'm going to do some medical checks. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to get this big boy off of me. And go but for I it. will stand up with my maneuver. <laughs> uh, so do I, do I have to take a... Can I maneuver out from underneath him? Yeah, you have to take a maneuver. Yep, and I would like to sword this fella. Okay. Yeah, that's a triumph, two advantages, and a threat. <laughs> Triumph, two successes in a threat. Yes. Eight damage. Mm, so that's 81. Winded. Until the end of the encounter, the target cannot voluntarily suffer. He already has that one. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Bad that's luck. okay. Um, but that adds another thing to his tally. I roll out from, <laughs> from under it. As I stand up, I basically use the momentum of standing up to like slice upwards across its side. Do you want to go? Uh, yeah, Tris will go. Um, is this thing still sucking my butt pretty good? <laughs> It's biting Pig the dog butt. Lizard biting. So what Trist does is kick one leg up and over so that he kind of like spins this thing around. So now instead of it sucking on his butt, it's still sucking on his butt, but it's sucking on his butt backwards. So it's like between his legs and he's like got it like coming like a tail coming out of his butt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, quick draws both of his blasters. Shoot it through the head. Through the head. The head's on my butt. <laughs> okay. As, as near as you can. Not through the middle. Through the head. Great. So <laughs> wait. Nothing. Uh, Trist understands. So, uh, Trist, like, yeah, I guess he he does that same thing, except then he puts both of his blasters to, like, right near his crotch. Yep. So he's shooting down into his crotch, like, at the thing's head. And then he'll roll his attack. Or three successes in advantage, plus my auto advantage, which I use to trigger my two-weapon fighting. Um, So it's... Damage on both my guns, which is 14. And then do the three... Do the three successes add to damage? Yes. Yes. 
So 14 plus 3 is 17. Okay, you kill it. Do I blast my butt? You didn't have any threats, did no, you? No, I had no threats. Then you don't blast your butt. But when it falls off, it does rip a, a, a hole right where your butt is. So it then ruins it, your tattoo. Well, the thing, the, yeah, my butt drops out. The thing is still attached to my butt because I probably severed the head. Mm-hmm. So I still have a little thorny thing in my butt. Oh, no. But it's the butt of my spacesuit, guys, so let's not get too upset. Your butt's still fine. Yeah. my it's just bruised. My butt's... My, Fans do not panic. My ego's bruised. My butt is fine. I will need a surgery. I will make back to do a butt surgery on me. <laughs> what does it look like as it dies? Yeah, so Trist blasts into the thing. It, like, severs, like, the head, and it just, like, lets loose this spray of this, like, black bile blood as it like deflates like um like a hose with the nozzle like is just like spinning around the yard just goes i found their weakness shoot them uh the few of the the ones on the periphery the scent of the blood and everything you know that they start to make a weird somewhat purring noise why? That's Why? what you said. That's what you said. Yeah, I think if we consult the tape, you said that. Oh, oh boys. And um, circling closer, Lynn takes a maneuver towards the ladder and spends her action on a perception check. Guys, Trist, Trist is really good at perception checks, by the way. Um, <laughs> but he's also the only one that knows the secret to killing these things. <laughs> so... Shooting them. Great. Oh, good. No. Oh, good. She failed very, very... Mm -hmm. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm just going to kill every (laughs) single one of these things. Oh, that was a lot of failures. They have to have something. Uh, I I just... I'm not seeing it. Um, Just could find it. He just, again, can't be bothered. I... Yeah. I'm not seeing... I'm seeing a lot of panels, but most of what I'm seeing has to do with trash. Oh, Lynn, tell me. uh, What you're seeing, is it dark and red? Yeah. Yes, oh, wow, Becca. look at that. Same thing I've seen. Okay, uh, does anyone have a way to interface with, uh, with the control panel on the wall? Oh. I think that's what we needed a droid for. Yeah, let me see. Uh, Lena, are you a droid? Uh, oh, gosh, well, my arm is. Uh, Trish, do you secret droid? Uh, Lobot, but that's probably not what we need. Are you a droid? Great. Sass is exactly <laughs> what we need in this situation. It's their weakness. Uh, no, their actual weakness is shooting them in the head. And then three of them attack. The one that's currently attacking Lenik, and then two new ones. Yay! Yeah, we're just going to kill all these things. It hits and pulls you back down under again. Great. Eight damage. What does this look like? On my turn, I sliced it going up. <laughs> As it, like, writhed in pain, its back end swung around and just, like, swept my feet out from under me again. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, and the damage on this wasn't its mouth, but was the slamming into an old monitor. How uh, many damage? Eight. How you looking? Yeah. Okay. yeah. The other two that are attacking, one will go after Lynn because she is trying to get at She's climbing up one of the piles to try to get to the ladder. It lunges off the wall, bites onto her arm, tries to pull her down, and she pulls up and grabs onto the first rung of the ladder and doesn't get dragged down. And then the second one, light side or dark side, pick a side. No, back to jumps in front of it. Fine. But you have to grab me by my forearms and spin me out of the way. Yes. Cute. Um, I, I actually, I grab him by his hand and Trist, as he's passing me, makes me twirl him. 
is this a no damn it uh, but, but oh he did you did roll the black die yeah. damn it <laughs> we were so close we were so close to them not hitting how much damage does it do though eight uh, again they okay, keep consistently two okay hey th- no that's good it only does two damage to me and it drags you down no it doesn't it doesn't <sighs> okay good <laughs> <laughs> It only has one over. Yeah. So how does it look though? You pull him out of the way, and what so, does yeah, grab so onto? So yeah. So I pull him out of the way with it. With this a is twirl. a fresh one, and where is it coming out of? I pull Trist out of the way with the twirl. So I've got one hand holding Trist's, and the other in a classic dance pose with my hand yeah. up. A tentacle thing wraps around it and chomps down on part of my hand, and like yanks me over to the wall. And so I've got my gun up, like pointed at this writhing thing from the darkness that I. I am struggling to stand against. Beautiful. Back up to the top. Kill it, Lena. Kill it. Trying to stand up and, and sword him again. Go, buddy, go. Remember, shoot it. <laughs> what Trist said. Don't shoot them in the middle. That's how they separate into more of them. Oh, great. 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 One success and one advantage. Cool. Uh, so that's a crit. Oh my god. Cat, oh, no. I just now remembered that you established Exogorths as a thing on this planet. Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> I just now remembered that. This wasn't happening for no reason. 50 to whatever this D100 rolls. Well, we rolled a 98. That will kill it. That must kill it. Uh, Yeah, so a 98 is crippled. Plus, so, 50. plus 50. Plus 50 is off the charts dead. Yes. Complete obliterated death. How do you kill this guy? So I roll again to get up. As I do, it <laughs> like sort of lunges at me. And as its mouth is coming towards me, I thrust the sword up like through. From it's soft inside, palate. Inside its mouth, yeah, up through its, its soft palate into its dumb old brain. Wow. It, its long body starts thrashing. And you realize how long it is Ugh. because the whole like trash pile starts going... All wiggly woo. A moan ripples down its body to to its tail. Ooh! <laughs> you didn't do the. Uh. No, you didn't do the like monstrous part. Yeah, well, it's dead now. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make Great, monstrous guys. parts when it dies. It, well, it makes the final sex noise. Guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay good you got one you got you got I'm the book glad that we have ruined exogorths for everyone who listens to this podcast there's no playgroup out there that's not going to do that now no that's not true mm-hmm. and if you go back and watch the movie actually they make they, uh they make, they sex, make sex, noise. sex noises <laughs> i do i know i make sex noises when i watch the movie oh uh, good who wants the next one i'll do it Bacta takes a true aim maneuver yeah 14 damage and a single crit. And I will grant whoever acts next a blue die on their check. I'll take it because I need it for my perception roll. Okay. And then the crit. Agonizing wound. The target increases the difficulty of all brawl and agility checks by one until the end of the encounter. Hell That's yeah. a useful one. That's a useful one. I was kind of hoping cannot use cell phone anymore or something like that, like we've been getting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no bars. So Bacta is like <laughs> trying to shoot at this thing's head while it's on his arm. He blasts it a bit. And I think it gets singed to the point where it starts a small fire on its body, dimly illuminating the area just a bit, which will also grant Trist a advantage on his perception check. Cool. Cool, cool. Tristan. Uh, Trist is going to use his action to um, 
take a peek around, <laughs> as the as a fellow would say. Uh, yeah. You see I it? think you could say that Trist got it. Uh, he got a triumph with a disadvantage. Awesome. The threat. Triumph with a threat. <laughs> okay. Bad. The threat is that it is going to be difficult for you guys to pull this off, whatever it is. But you got a triumph. Mm-hmm. So it's a... So it's actually very easy instead. So it's something that you're, you guys are suited to. So so what is it? Show me what it, what it, tell me what it is. Well, uh, oh, let's cool. collab little, on this. What's that? Let's collab on this. What do you guys want it to be? I think it's be? a little glass case with a little red button inside. Okay, okay. But, but guess where it is? Yeah. Your butt. My butt. I don't, it's not on your butt. <laughs> and the part that was bitten. Uh, no, I don't so think we it's have a, to perform the butt it, surgery right now. Pie? Yeah, it's too high up so that we have to like we have to shoot, shoot it. it. We have to shoot it. You think? Well, but hmm. What kind of system would it have for dealing with these things that would not also deal with us? <laughs> Well, um, I know. Go um, ahead. If we had ever bothered to talk to the Verpine which about we didn't. these things, which we didn't, we could have. We could have known about these yeah, guys. Yeah, we tried to conceal as much information from them as possible for some reason. Uh, no, well... It's no, about- sexier that way. <laughs> we established... It was established... And it is sexier. That, true. That these things are around this place. Yes. And that Exogorths are part of the whole Magenji thing. So, Magenji um, is with you. So, <laughs> great. So, Verpine deal... I'll give myself a light side point for that. You don't need to do that because <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> because Verpine deal with exogorths to make their whole environment happen. Exogorths respond to different types of radio waves, and Verpine are great at producing them. So, Verpine can naturally produce something with their bodies that make exogorths stand down. NPR. That they Support can your just, member stations, guys. Don't Protect yourself from They can create a, a click that makes them naturally docile. So probably that button makes these things chill out and it won't hurt us. And if we had just come with that radio wave all equipped, hey, this wouldn't be happening. Maybe That's you true. could have had us flip a light side point for that. You know what's a thing in Star Wars? What's that? Fighting giant monsters. I guess that's true. Yeah. And now we have to hit a button on a wall. So let's do this thing. The button is right next to the hatch at the top of the ladder. Okay. So And Lynn is climbing that ladder. And Lynn's climbing that ladder. So Trist yells and points to everyone, the button, that'll stop him. Oh, okay. Okay, we can do that. So then it's Lynn's turn. She is Roll for button pushing. Now, Kat, I think, to be fair, this should be six purple dice. <laughs> well, how difficult do we think it is? It's a button, Kat. Yeah, I know. And she has to climb a ladder? Well, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. If we're making that part of the same check, we got to average them. That's ten purple dice right there. It sounds really, really tough. And this button should probably be an adversary. So let's... <laughs> So she's going to activate... Because we're going to deal with this button again. Unmatched mobility so that she has three maneuvers this round. So she can ideally... Climb, press, relax. Climb, climb, Get all the way press, up to that. Or climb, read the manual. Climb, double climb. Press. Well, she's going to need to double climb because she's in difficult terrain. Sure. Gets uh, and she might as well double press as well. <laughs> double press, ideally. On, off. <laughs> Uh, oh, I do it on again, but I'm out of maneuvers. Lynn. <laughs> and she currently has this this guy on her arm. So Lynn has to make a strength check to dislodge herself from the buddy that is currently on her arm. I wouldn't call it a buddy. Um, it's a pal. So this is this is a twisty ladder, so it's extra difficult. It's like what you saw in your charts. Yeah, and you lose, if you the ladder <laughs> twists, you lose two turns because it slides you down a level and you gotta roll real like a six or doubles and you get another turn. Well, so they do have a brawn of six, so this is actually gonna be difficult. Um, what? This thing's strong? <laughs> 
<laughs> um, Knocked me over with the soup feather. So if it's a strength, it's just straight up her strength, yeah? Yeah, mm-hmm. so six greens versus six purples. Her her brawn is only four. I'm going up against six purples. Do we want to flip light side points? To I, don't, I don't know that this is an opposed roll. What do you mean? Why would this strength? be... Why would this be an opposed roll? It's just like a pulling free from a monster. Yes, yeah, so you should <laughs> do an opposed roll. I just think that's exactly the what you fact should be that doing. we're up against six purple dice is crazy. Yes, yeah, so here's what we should I do. I think I'm going to flip a light side point. Don't we have someone else who hasn't acted in this initiative order yet? Just Lynn, I think. Back to what you do this turn. You I already sh- shot. I shot. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you did Whoa, it! Whoa, she did, did it! it. Wow. They only rolled one failure, and she rolled two successes. That was close. And two threats. I mean, Triss doesn't have any concept of how close it was. All he saw was it worked out <laughs> fine. And So Lynn starts trying to pull away from this worm who is trying its damnedest to pull her down and like she starts climbing this ladder which we already know is a monumentally difficult task (laughs) it's so (laughs) dangerous the rungs are like too far apart gosh what are these threats so trist and lenik and bacta are kind of egging lynn on (laughs) and giving her a real hard time (laughs) 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 some threats (laughs) oh no Guys, this is actually really difficult, and I would appreciate if you left me alone at some moment. Now, yeah, you're climbing no. a ladder. Looks no, yeah. real tough. You got It's one hand, then the one foot, then one hand, then one foot. Please, I'm trying to concentrate. Don't do. Don't don't wait, don't hold on to it with both hands, then climb up with all your feet, then try to real fast switch and grab. If one of you could just shoot the darn thing. And yeah. I want I want to warn you that you're gonna you're gonna have the urge when you get to the top to press the button with both hands. Don't do that. You'll fall. Why are you all like this? I'll shoot the next rung before you put your hand on Why? it so you know where to put your hand. Who raised you? And then... Uh, Three mean sisters? She, <laughs> she gets so Duh. mad and punches the thing in the mouth and it lets go of her arm and she scrambles up and presses the button. None of us hear it, but a radio wave goes out. But we see it. <laughs> and this is NPR, <laughs> National Public Radio. And from WBEZ Chicago, I'm Ira Glass. <laughs> this is American Life. Each week, we discuss a topic, give you stories from that topic. <laughs> the, the red lights of the Exogort's eyes slowly fade to a pale pink, and they relax down into their trash to listen. This week, Exogorth. Uh, Act one. Act one. <laughs> My crazy Exogorth friend. Comedian <laughs> Mike Berbiglia. <laughs> Tells us a story from his New York City stand-up show. Now, uh, I'm an excellent Guys, we're not... <laughs> Bless your hearts. The bit is over. Nope. Okay. Back to no. NPR no, One no, is a no, podcast. No, 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 no. David Moving Sedaris. on in the adventure. Tells a story about when he was an elf. When <laughs> I was growing up. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Lynn sits at the top of the ladder, breathing heavily. Act three, exo Right. <laughs> it really seems like moving to France was the right move for David Sedaris. <laughs> I agree. Why are you talking about that? Um, we all Trist, moved... is your butt We're okay? having a driveway moment, uh, Lynn. Trist, Trist, like, <laughs> Trist has put his blasters away, and he's like, 
leaning over with his butt out, like with his fingers trying to work this these like weird clinchy teeth out of his the butt of his suit without ripping his spacesuit. And eventually he's like fingered this worm head out of his butt uh, and drops it onto the ground. Phrasing. I think I said that perfectly. All right, let's move. We have a job to do, okay? Yeah, let's grab Hold that on, droid. I just want to hear the end of the story. Is Lynn going up first? I'm already at the top of the ladder. Did you open the door? No. So, okay. here, I was thinking, I was thinking, do we want to try to check doors and rooms? Make sure there's okay, not a fire so Before it. we go into them and ba- open them. Back to climbs up the ladder, looks through the little window. I flip a light side point. The droid that we're looking for is right on the other side of the door. I open it and grab it, and we, we just cheese it. <laughs> You grab it into the trash? Yeah, I grab it and pull it in the trash thing. It's like, wow! And special thanks to our founder, Mr. Tori Malatia, who, uh, last time I went over to his house for dinner, had this to say. <laughs> End of episode. <laughs> now, how about a Dear Minoc letter? Dear Minoc, for years, I've been business partners with my best friend. Despite our dramatically different backgrounds, we've always had a lot in common. Our shared profession, our ability to command large groups of followers, and a keen eye for merchandising. We've been as close as human-based entity and space dog man can be, but we've always just been friends. Recently, though... We were at a trade show, and one thing led to another, and now we're more than just friends, and it's great! Believe me, it was a shock, but now that it's happened, it's good! And the only problem is, he's got a bit of a reputation. In fact, the name he goes by was a nickname given to him because of how much he gets around. I'm a pretty traditional space dog man, so I'm a little freaked out. Do you think I'm right to worry? How should I handle this? Freaked out on Findar, but freaked is spelled with P-H. Well, how's Findar spelled? Uh, also with a P-H. Oh, interesting. So they chose incorrect spelling of one word and correct spelling of the other. Yeah, mix and match. Do you know which one was spelled correctly and which one was It doesn't incorrect? actually matter. What matters is that they did it they didn't do it uniform. Because yeah. what would have been better is if they used correct spelling for both or incorrect spelling for both. The fact that they used one correct spelling and one incorrect spelling. Yeah, but it's uniform on the page because both have pH. That's I think that's pretty standard for this sort of thing, isn't it? To like match. To up do to one be cute? differently than the other one? No, that's insane. It's to that's be, the definition of insanity. It's to, no <laughs> No, it's to be cute. What would I'm saying? What would be cute is to do them both wacky or both the se- or both <laughs> just normal. No, normal's not cute. Normal is standard. What they did was they messed I up see what the you're standard. Saying. Got it. Got it. Well, I think you know you have to assess somebody based on the personality that they have in front of you. You still talking about spelling? No, I'm not talking about spelling. I'm talking about the question that we got. Well, I then don't... I don't agree with you there, but I did agree with you if it was about spelling. So you think that people should just be judged based on who they used to be and you don't take into account who they are now about spelling yes <laughs> okay but we're not talking about spelling okay well then let's table spelling and we're we'll talking about this. two business partners sure one humanoid one canine based humanoid who have a business together so there's a lot at stake they've been partners in life before they became romantic partners okay but now they're romantic partners how should they handle this the one is nervous because he knows about the other's pest I think if you know your partner, if you trust them as a business partner, you can probably trust them as a romantic partner. Well, no, not at all. 
no, no, no. That's no? two totally different things. Yeah, absolutely. Two. We have a saying on Tatooine, and it's, if you can't handle me at my worst, you mm-hmm. don't deserve me at my best. That's a Tatooine saying. Yeah, that's a saying that we have on Tatooine. I guess it checks out. And I think it applies very well to this situation. You know, it's like, honestly, if you can't, if you can't, like, you know, get together, you can't, like, be the people that you are in front of other people, maybe that couple is just not meant to be, you know? Well, but I, uh, the question wasn't that this person is just nervous because they know that this person has a history. And t- to be quite honest, if I was in a romantic relationship with somebody who... who- turns out like oh they were philanderer in the past and now they're cheating now sure like that would be a deal breaker for me oh yeah but if you know it's just i have this great life with them normally and and they turn out to be a very faithful lover then that's perfect that's everything we also have a saying on tattooing that those who don't understand their history are doomed to repeat it a, a lot of caution should go into this relationship because if that person is a philanderer mm-hmm. uh spelled the correct way then I believe that, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater. Another thing that we say on Tatooine. People don't change. But that doesn't mean you can't be business partners with them. Because if this person is a serial cheater, it doesn't mean that they're not a good businessman. That's true. So I don't think it's true that people don't change. I think that there's, like, a lot of evidence that people do. Scoff. I've never changed once in my entire life. Hmm. No, that's... That, especially for you, I feel like that's not true. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Prove it. I feel, like I feel like we have several transformative life events that we've all like okay. lived through with you. Now that's different. That's saying that's saying that people don't go through life experiences. And I think that the the root of this is that the core of a person doesn't change. Agreed. For instance, say you get your hand cut off by a bad man. I'm yes. not going to get my hand cut off by a bad man again because I learned from my mistake. Well, at least one of the hands. But that, exactly. And now he'll have to learn how to live using one hand and one robot hand. Therefore, his life has changed. But that doesn't mean that unless, I've changed as a person. Unless another bad man cuts off your robot hand. Oh, my God. Because that can get cut off again. Well, I don't think well, I'd let any bad men cut off my but hands. But you kind of are going through a thing right now where you're becoming more open you're talking to us more no i'm not no and you don't have the opposite you don't have your wigs right now i still have them well you're not wearing them Uh, you're not wearing them that's true and he got you there you don't let me touch them oh hey uh you're not wearing your pajama pants right now you know i don't own pajama pants anymore because of what you two did to the dryer okay so all i'm saying is that these little cosmetic changes affect a person over the course of their life but who a person is that's never gonna And I'm sorry, I didn't know that the dryer wouldn't dry up slime. Look, all I'm saying, it's the same thing as us on the ship, okay? It's why Lynn and I don't hook up. It's because it's bad to hook up with people that you work with. You want to establish the right kind of relationship. You and Lynn don't hook up because you two, she's not attracted to you. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay, back to... (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Okay. Look, I think that people you you don't know who you can trust in life no sometimes i do no sometimes you are surprised when you meet them i don't know how many people that you know you 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 met in your life before you started this business relationship with this person but i think that the reason that you two have been partners for so long is because you're exceptional to each other and you should celebrate that and, and and don't worry about it and maybe you know be honest talk to them about what 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 you're nervous about you said that they're your best friend. Just talk to them. Yeah, probably they're not going to be weird about discussing whatever this hang-up is. 
I don't know. This is coming from someone who is literally always weird about talking about any relationship that they've been in. I mean, and true. another person who is a black widow. Uh, back to, I mean, you said false, that it's, it's false, nice false. to like surprise your partner. Do you think all of the women that you've had slept with were surprised when they were inevitably killed? <laughs> I don't know. There's only one woman that I've slept with, Trist. And like, I... Is that true? <laughs> Wait, is that true? That's true. And I have never had romantic interest in my best friend, so... Shouldn't you be in love with your best friend, though? Well, That's so I, nice. I love my best friend, but it's different. We don't have to have the same life experiences to people that we're giving advice to. That's like... Well, then why are they ask? Why do they ask advice from someone... Should you be they do have the same best friends with someone before you fall in love with them? Or should you... Like, should you fall in love with your best friend? Or should you become best friends with the person you fell in love with? I don't think the order of operations really matters on that. One. I think it does. I honestly, I think it does. I I don't know why you. <laughs> there are lots of different types of love, and it is weird to me to like. I think we're talking about slamming here. Okay. Well, I will agree with you. Then. Let me put a scenario before you. Ooh, trust. Okay. I love this. Okay. A role so, play. Let's say yeah. yeah let's Should say, I get any of my gear or? I I think we can do this. <laughs> okay. Without we'll gear. do this solo. I'm just taking imagination you through will be my... two potential. Let's say you've got a soulmate. So, I'm sorry, did you say a soulmate? Uh, a soulmate? Soulmate. Got it. Yeah. Can I a play two? Yes. Okay. You both have soulmates. Are we each okay. other's soulmates? Are they the same ones? Yeah. Or is uh, it the you're, same You're one? each other's soulmates. No, 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 Wait, no. Wait. Can, can it be that we're both chasing the same one? Ooh. That would be fun. Ah, uh, no. See, because I feel like that's going to ruin part of what... Okay. Maybe you just adjust your scenario to do the thing <laughs> that we want to do. Fine. <laughs> okay. So we're both in love with the same you're person. You're both in love with the same person. And Got this it. person well, is no, equically in love so with you both of us. Yet. You haven't met them yet. And we will be... met them yet? They'll be equally in love with you when you meet them, but... I knew I loved them One, before I met them. The, we have a saying on the Tatooine. The first, so there are two potentialities. Okay. One, you meet them in a romantic context first. Sure. You go on the date together, you fall in love, all three of you oh, happily ever after. How do you meet? Yeah. Well, how do you meet on a date? Uh, yeah. Like a speed oh, dating event or something like a with a speed dating yeah. event. The what about this? Con- we're both on dates with other people, Ooh, and then okay. we lock eyes and we do one of the like. Can you believe this, guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you do one of those. Wait, is so going you meet, to be useful? It, yeah, it's going to be very useful. Just hold on. You meet in a oh, romantic okay, context. Well, you want to be say- on the date? Are you feeling left out? So no. okay, so Lynn's okay. in love with this person Stop. too. No, no, no. All four of you are on the date with, and we're like, can you believe this? So Trist is on a date with someone. I'm on a date with someone else. This third party is on a date with, with a thir- with, with Lynn. With Lynn. No, can I just be there observing? No, no. Lynn, you're can on the date and you're screwing it up. Can I be there on the date with somebody else? Okay, that's really voyeuristic and yeah, weird. Yeah, Lynn, so I don't want to be a part of this. Please. I think that Lynn is on a date with I the person and the person is I didn't want to be there. Lynn's in the same restaurant having a terrible time while you two are discovering your soulmate. And you met in a romantic context and afterwards you start dating. And you become best friends. Okay. And do we, we, both of us at the same time, but we don't know. Do we about know? It. Do we know? No, no. You no, all know. You, know. you know. You know. We you know. know that we're, we're both dating the same yes. person. Yes. yes. Oh my god! This is driving a wedge between our friendship. No, Why? it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not because you 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 like it. You like we it. We like it because it's yeah. a competition between the two of us. <laughs> yeah, it makes, we're it, to it, win. makes it better for everyone involved. Oh, so she's getting all the benefits because we are really trying to like that's win them over. That's the free market of love. Okay, oh, that's the free that market is. of love. And then let's say you meet them What's in a Lynn different doing context. Time? Is she still She's the, very, I don't know, she's, she's having a very She went on a second date and it was even worse. With that same guy? With the same guy. He was so boring. Or she. Or same guy. Same guy. That same they was super boring. Okay. Why did you go on a second Second Lynn. date. Lynn, anyway, have some respect for yourself. Anyway, <laughs> scenario two. Yep. Same thing. 
Wait, what happened to the end of Scenario 1? So Scenario 1 is in, like, Universe 1. Now we're in an alternate Universe Freeze 2. Freeze frame. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Freeze frame. Scenario 2, you meet this person okay. who's going to be your soulmate. Okay. Sure. But you meet them in a friendly context. Like in a like, grocery store. Uh, well, I was thinking, like, a, a, Two a grocery mutual stores. friend outing. Where what if it's... a mutual friend owns a grocery store, and they're having one of those grocery store raves where they close down the grocery store? <laughs> yes. Everybody goes in, they just play trap music. Yes, and we're this, just is exactly it. this is exactly it. It's trap. But it's, it's no hookups. It's, it's just like friends. No hookups. It's like a friend. It's friends thing. It's just about dancing. You meet this person, you become friends. Uh, months later, you realize that you're attracted to them. Okay. And that they're probably your soulmates. We know that they are your soulmate already because we've established that as In fact. The, sure. So order of operations here. Is it important that you fell in love with them in a romantic context first? Or that you I, had the friendship first. I think that your your logic you still is, get the competition benefits though. Your yeah. logic is flawed here because even though even though on the the date was romantic, it wasn't romantic with this person. It was romantic with some other schlub. Yep. Yeah, that's true. So mm. I think that in both cases it was a friendly context. Bad scenarios, Bacta. But I'm I also sorry. think that the point of it is that like any some, one of those scenarios, like there were some changes. Both Lenick and I end up with our soulmate. Whereas Lynn went on like three to five dates with like a super boring day. two dates. No, it was way more we, because it took like a few months to do the grocery store. One time you went out to coffee. dates. You went out to coffee and there was so, another well, time. Well, they, they, I mean, they thought they were dates. So Whether you call yeah. them dates or Lynn, not, they thought they yeah, were dates. They thought, Lynn, they the question is, the question dates. is, why did you keep going out on dates with this person that you were not into? She's and, not going to talk about this relationship. You oh, know you that. you know she's not and going to. to no! To, I didn't love this person, so sure I'd talk about but it. But you strung them Wait along. A minute, you only talk to us about people that you weren't in love with. Oh my god! Oh, Lynn. so all of the people that you haven't talked about us to you—that means that you were in love, slash are Lynn. in love with. And and to to further the point that people don't change. Bacta's never been were good at providing hypothetical princess? situations. Oh my god! Wait, 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 wait. Lynn, Lynn, were you in love with the princess? I don't. That's a yes. That's a, that's a yes. yes. No. Oh, that's a yes. Context clues tells us that is a yes. Lynn. I want to hear the princess story. Yeah, I think actually um, I want to hear the princess story. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, Freaked Out on Findar. I think we're going to spend the next hour pressuring Lynn to tell us a story that she's not going to tell us. Uh, Leo, that's peer you. Pressuring. <laughs> yeah, peer pressuring. Peer pressuring. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Campaign. The Curve of the Minoc will be back again next week. Before I leave you, first, let me tell you about some of our affiliates. Your Stories is a weekly live show turned podcast completely created by our audience. We prompt our storytellers with a theme and they craft a story or any other performance in response. And Modifier is an interview podcast with host Megan Dornbrock that's changing the game when it comes to changing games. Designers of every level are invited to discuss what prompted them to hack a game, the kind of play experience they seek to create, and the types of stories they're hoping to tell. The Campaign Podcast is a one-shot podcast network production. Bacta is performed by James D'Amato, who can be found on Twitter at at OneShotRPG, or on his podcast, The OneShot Podcast. Trist Valentine is performed by John Patrick Cohen, who can be found on Twitter at at JPSofly, or on stage with Devil's Daughter at IOChicago. Lena Gilo is performed by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at at JohnnyInBriefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball, or on stage with Houndstooth at the Bug House Theater. I'm Kat Cool, and I can be found on Twitter at at WolvesAreCool, with cool spelled like my last name, K-U-H-L, or at at CampaignPod for the show. The Star Wars Edge of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, and Force and Destiny role-playing games belong to Lucas Books and Fantasy Flight Games. Finally, 
All music on the show is performed by the Snowdens of Yesteryear, who can be found at thesnowdensofyesteryear.com or on Spotify, iTunes, and most streaming music services. Until next time, peace is a lie. There is only passion. Thank you.